It's Friday, December the 4th, and this is your morning briefing from The Economist, sponsored by Raytheon Technologies. Coming up, America's pandemic worsens and China's vaccine rolls out. First, the world in brief. More than 2,800 people died from COVID-19 in America on Wednesday, according to a tally by John Hopkins University, the highest daily figure since the start of the pandemic. The number of infected patients in hospitals passed 100,000 for the first time, as officials warned the country's health system would face unprecedented stress this winter. Hospitalizations have more than doubled since the end of October. California, Florida and Texas have each recorded more than 1 million cases since the start of the pandemic. Gavin Newsom, California's governor, warned that the state's stay-at-home orders may be extended. Mitch McConnell, the Republican leader of America's Senate, said there was movement in the right direction on a COVID-19 relief package. Earlier this week, a bipartisan group of senators unveiled a $908 billion relief bill that sought to bridge the gap between a $2 trillion package passed by Democrats in the House and the Republicans' $500 billion counterproposal. Mr McConnell did not endorse the bipartisan plan. He has circulated a smaller stimulus proposal. Brazil received 1 million doses of a COVID-19 vaccine developed by Sinovac Biotech. The Chinese firm is in late-stage testing and needs regulatory approval. Joao Doria, Sao Paulo's governor, said Brazil will have 40 million doses by mid-January. Elsewhere, Turkey confirmed it will receive at least 10 million doses of the same vaccine later this month. British officials claimed that last-minute demands by France's president, Emmanuel Macron, have all but scuppered the prospect of a Brexit deal this week. Mr Macron has taken a hardline stance on preserving French fishermen's access to British waters and on safeguarding against British state aid. EU negotiators denied they moved the goalposts. Favourable trading terms between Britain and the bloc end after December 31st. Boeing's share rose after a plane manufacturer clinched the first order of its 737 MAX jets since they were grounded last year after two fatal accidents. The airliner's faulty anti-stalling system, thought to have been a contributing factor in crashes that killed 346 people, has been redesigned. Ryanair, a budget airline, put in a multi-billion dollar order for 75 of the aircraft. Warner Brothers said it would make all films for 2021 available on the same day in both cinemas and on HBO Max streaming service, where they will play for a month. The COVID-19 pandemic has forced many cinemas to close and Warner Brothers expects them to operate at reduced capacity throughout next year. Shares in AMC Entertainment, the world's biggest cinema operator, fell. At least nine people died in flash floods in Thailand. Local officials said it was the worst weather disaster in 50 years, with around 500,000 people affected. Almost 150,000 hectares of farmland is underwater. A state of emergency was declared in Nakhon Si Tamarat province in the south of the country. Six other provinces are still flooded. And editor's note. Yesterday's edition of Espresso misspelled the first name of the former French president, Valérie Gistard d'Estaing. We apologise for the error. And now here's today's agenda. A turning point. America's jobs report. The most closely watched number in the stream of economic data is released today. America's monthly jobs report. Since April, when lockdowns were at their fiercest and unemployment hit nearly 15%, America has on average added 2 million jobs per month, though millions still remain out of work. The latest report, by comparison, is likely to be a disappointment. 
Some economists are even penciling in a fall in the number of jobs. Whatever the figure though, the reports will not accurately represent the current situation, since the surveys for it were taken some weeks ago. More recent data on everything from restaurant bookings to hotel occupancy to real-time consumer spending show that the economy is slowing once again, as daily deaths from coronavirus hit a new record. A vaccine is on its way, and with it promises of increased economic activity. But until then, America faces a few tough months. Blank Ballots Venezuela Votes A parliamentary election will be held in Venezuela on Sunday. It will be a fait accompli. President Nicolas Maduro's regime controls the electoral authority that counts the ballots. Most of the valid opposition parties are boycotting the process. But the vote still matters. It is Mr Maduro's opportunity to wrest control of the National Assembly from Juan Guaido. The opposition leader's position as the head of the legislature underpins his claim to be the rightful president, on the basis that Mr Maduro cheated his way to power. America and 56 other countries support Mr Guaido. They say their position will not change after the election, but some might be tempted to reassess their policy if Mr Guaido is pushed out of office. The best hope for the opposition would be a very low turnout as a form of protest, but the regime's bullying tactics will probably ensure plenty do participate. Even the turnout figures will be hard to trust. Die Another Day TikTok's Latest Deadline Today, TikTok runs out of time. Again. In August, President Donald Trump signed an executive order directing its Chinese parent, ByteDance, to sell TikTok's American operations to local investors or face a ban on the popular short video app. His administration cited national security concerns about China's government using it to spy on American citizens, a risk ByteDance says is non-existent. The first deadline for a sale was November 12th. Sure enough, in September, ByteDance struck a deal to sell most of TikTok's global operations to Oracle and Walmart, two American firms. But the three companies have since wrangled over exactly what share in the asset the American partners will get. The deadline was extended until November 27th, and again until December 4th a sale could be in the offing. The alternative, a ban, is unlikely. Lawsuits against such action have so far carried the day in court. Time for a third reprieve? The glass half awful. India's economy. How did India's economy fare in the three months ending in September? Did it shrink by 7.5% or grow by 117%? Both answers, strangely enough, are correct. India's GDP bounced back strongly from its spring lockdown, expanding by over 21% in the third quarter, an annualised pace of 117%. But that still left it 7.5% smaller than it had been in the same quarter of 2019. Thus, the Reserve Bank of India will refrain from raising interest rates at this week's meeting, which ends today, even though inflation is well above its target. India's benchmark interest rate is 4%, among the highest in the G20 group of big economies. But after adjusting for inflation, the rate is minus 3.6%, the second lowest in the G20. The centre might just hold. Romania's elections. Romania's last parliamentary election four years ago did not end well for the country. The winning Social Democrat Party spent much of its time in power attacking the rule of law, before seeing its leader jailed for abuse of office. The government was ultimately ousted by a no-confidence vote. 
Its replacement, led by the National Liberal Party, has struggled with a parliamentary minority. This Sunday's election, however, should give it a more stable platform. Although the polls have tightened, the National Liberals are expected to be able to form a working coalition with another moderate centre-right party. Romania, which has been hit hard by COVID-19, has imposed lockdown restrictions, leading to some unhappiness with the current administration, especially among rural voters. But this will probably not be enough to sway the election. The strengthening of the National Liberals' position should help Romania continue its move away from the more illiberal form of democracy pursued by Hungary and Poland. Finally, here's the quote of the day from Pierre-Auguste Renoir, who died on this day in 1919. Art is about emotion. If art needs to be explained, it is no longer art. That's it from The Economist Morning Briefing, available every weekday and on Saturdays. You can hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, by searching for The Economist on your podcast app or asking your smart speaker to play the latest Economist radio podcast. And as a subscriber, you have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app on your mobile device to start listening. 